A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello and welcome to Tender Loving Care with your host, myself, Pauline, and my darling Kate. Every week, Kate and I break down a show from the TLC Network, the name of the network that I believe for the longest time was an acronym for Tender Loving Care. And when I found out that it actually stood for the Learning Channel, and I saw the types of shows that were on that channel, my deep confusion bred this podcast. Each week, Kate and I will randomly select a show to cover for the next episode by spinning our Wheel of Shame, which has only the trashiest of trash TLC and Discovery Plus shows that we will be studying. Hi, Kate! Hi! <laughs> I was laughing coming into this because we have a doozy of an episode for you guys. Um, Also, I think I need to edit my intro because my intro says we'll be studying only the trashiest of trash TLC. Unfair. Unfair. This is not trash. This was treasure. It was treasure. It was gold. Um, Guys, we the Wheel of Shame did pick. We kind of worked with the Wheel of Shame last week. It picked a show that was just more murder and death. And we were like, we can't. So it was just off this other show that we were going to pick. Um, So we decided to go with this one. And boy, was it a great decision. Um, I will say, um, Kate, we, you know, just just checking in. I mean, my since I watched this the other night, last night, we're recording this on Monday, um, gets released today, Wednesday. And then I was watching this show, doing my research on Wednesday, had to hop straight on the gram, had to hop straight. <laughs> On to Instagram. Do kids call it Gram, Ig, IG? Unclear. I don't think people actually. They call it TikTok. <laughs> they call it TikTok. It's only the elders like us. It's only the elders that use Instagram, maybe. I don't know, but I love it. Um, so <laughs> I had to go on there to just describe what I was watching and then put up photos. Guys, please go to our Instagram. 
put up photos of what we were seeing on our screen. Okay. But before that all came, I do want to talk about Instagram a little bit with you. So our Instagram guys is obviously tender love and care podcast. Go and follow it. If you do not already, we love to talk to you guys. You send us messages about shows and all this good stuff. Um, so Kate and I obviously both have access to it. So I'll post some stuff. Kate will post some stuff, you know, we'll go back and forth, whatever. Um, I do realize more and more, I have my own personal, um, Instagram account as Kate does. And then we have our, uh, party one but I realize that more and more I'm always going to our podcast one and I am if you do not know obsessed with Pomeranians so I'm constantly liking it on Pomeranian accounts and I realized Kate you must be going on to our Instagram and just being like why are we following this I guess it's another Pomeranian and a French Pomeranian an English Pomeranian. We are following so many Pomeranians. Yeah, the dog accounts come up when I'm scrolling yeah. through and I'm like, okay, yeah, Polly, obviously. <laughs> and I'm a dog lover too. So I was just like, well, it's breaking up the monotony of like Jax Taylor's airplane seat was yes. wrong or whatever. You know, it's like, oh, and it's a nice dog. It's a nice palate cleanser, I would it's say. It's a palate cleanse. And a lot of them are just puff, puff, puff wandering yeah. around. So it's great. But I have also got us on something else, which you may have seen pop up on our Instagram. And I'm so obsessed with that. So it's an Instagram account um, that deals with too early no actually it's just 2000s pop song classics okay so every day this guy posts another classic 2000s song that you're like oh shit i remember that one and i'm on it like religiously like i can't every time there's one i'm like oh my god i remember dancing to this and oh my god i remember this one came up the other day and I have since, like, for three days now, it's the only song I've been singing. I'm walking around my house singing the song, researching where this person is now. Because that's the greatest fun of it. It's all these one-hit wonders that you go, whatever happened to? Right? My Google is just like, whatever happened to? And it is a classic song. I walked into my friend's house yesterday. I went over to his house and I just started singing it. And then he joined in. And it was great because it's like, it's universal. Okay. Kate, do you remember the song? And I cannot stop singing it. <clears throat> There's got to be more to life than chasing down every temporary high to satisfy me. Oh, of course. Oh, my God. Kate, I am walking around. There's got to be more. I'm just jumping in. I'm jumping into the key change every single day and i am loving it who sang that so her name's of course i've studied it i've researched stacy orico was her name and i've watched you should go and watch the video it is so it is so 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 good i cannot stop singing it and guys i hope you've listened to this now and we'll be singing it constantly as well kissing down every temporary high it's so- it's very like Hillary Duff adjacent. Um, whatever happened to Stacy or Stacy now is very hippy dip, hippy dip. Mm. She found her on Instagram. Hasn't got many posts. She's still doing. She's still singing. Mm. Um, I don't know if she's recording, but there's a lot of like free kind of like retreat stuff she does. But it's so crazy because the 2000s were so notorious for just 
I mean, the music industry is in itself, but these one hit wonders used up, spat out, and you never heard from them again. And Stacey was one of them. And I just want everyone to go and show Stacey some love because that song was a bop. It was, and it's so profound. Chase, I mean, the we, Kate, there's got to be more to life than just chasing down every temporary high. There's got to be more to life. Yeah, I just uh, down every temporary high. I'm, I'm so upset. That's why she left Hollywood. She's like, there's got to be more to life. Well, Kate, like we did too. Yeah. I mean, guys, you know, we don't need to go down the story of Kate and I's path in Hollywood, but we decided right. to step away because we just knew, like <laughs> Stacey did, that there's more to life, such as <laughs> finding Bigfoot. <laughs> That's right. Great transition. How about I read the synopsis here? So Please. we got this show. Well, we almost got this show and then we <laughs> decided to have this show. We've been looking forward to this a long time. This is how the network describes the show. God. Finding Bigfoot. Mm. Four members of the Bigfoot Field Researchers Organization, <laughs> BFRO, <laughs> embark on a mission to find their creature. From small southern towns to remote locations in Alaska and the Pacific Northwest, the foursome, a high school science teacher, a former roadie, a skeptical scientist and BFRO president, Matt Moneymaker, search for proof that Bigfoot is alive in the U.S. They examine photos and videos, speak to witnesses, and use new technology to uncover evidence of the mysterious ape-like cryptid that has eluded capture for centuries. Guys, oh my god. I'm warning you. I'm on my second martini and I was obsessed with this show. So let's go. It <laughs> I I need you to understand if you guys have not watched this show. I thought you know Kate get Kate and I get so many of these shows that we kind of force ourselves to watch and kind of ridiculous and kind of whatever. This one I was I was crying laughing. This has been going on for 12 seasons 12 seasons and they still have not found um it is complete manic energy right off the bat like kate and i um i don't know if we actually discussed this, kate, but we did season one episode one right i watched the one i saw that you had watched season two episode two swamp ape oh i did watch that too. yeah i watched you it. sent me a photo from it and i saw you had like watched oh. it Share the account. Got it. Well, it doesn't. You know what, guys? It actually doesn't matter because every single episode. True. We had joked when we pulled this last week. I said it's just constantly going to be. Did you hear that? Hey, 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 hey! Shh. Did you hear that? The entire episode, and it was so much more than I could have asked for. Kate, I will let you describe two then because I did actually watch episode two. But I'll tell you, episode one, it was full on manic energy. It was like shots of car, it like opened up, right? Of a shot of a car, just red car racing down a freeway with four people in the back. It goes to the four people in the back going, finding out for once and for all where Bigfoot is. And it's like, well, you're on your first season and you're going on for 12 seasons and you still haven't found him. 
So I don't know really what we're doing here. We have Matt, we have Cliff, we have someone named Bobo, and we have Renee. And we are in, and like the speed of this, it's like this. And they're like, right, we're in chatter, chatter, hoochie, chatter. Sorry, I did not write this down correctly because I was too enthralled. Forest. And this guy, so Matt Moneymaker is like the leader, right? She's got a very red face, very red face. Don't know whether that's due to some alcoholic beverages or whether it's just due to his enthusiasm for Bigfoot. So every episode is the four of these ding-dongs, right, in the back of a car going somewhere in America in a forest at night going, okay, I think we saw something on the thermal. Guys, quickly, quickly. Oh, we were too late. But you know what? This is just Bigfoot. This is just Bigfoot territory. So this guy, Matt Moneymaker, is is the leader. And we get to this forest. And he said, we're going we're gonna to see um, some footage that's never been aired before, right? And so it's from a state trooper's cop. <laughs> so, so good. A state trooper's dash cam. And it what you see is them driving down a road at 55 miles an hour in the middle of um this forest, in the middle of this very rural area. And something honestly, if you go and watch it, it's just something dark goes across the screen. And the two people in the car go, Whoa, whoa, did you just see that? Whoa, whoa. And then they turn around. This footage is played about 15 times over and over <laughs> again. And of course, it's so grainy, you can't see anything. But Matt Moneymaker says, that's very likely Bigfoot, right? That's his run. Everything's very likely Bigfoot. The conclusions they jump to, the reaches that they make with the slightest thing that is off in a forest is so hilarious. It's like, oh, you see how that stick is pointing that certain way bigfoot it's bigfoot. <laughs> like it's just, like it's any just, little thing oh it's bigfoot i <laughs> love it how they also try to take themselves more seriously by not saying bigfoot they just say it's a squash like it's a squash yep that's like that's take it like that's the you know latin name for bigfoot right <laughs> they're trying to make so we see this played over and over again and all four of them are like whoa in the car right they're watching this racing down a freeway whoa this is serious this is amazing footage guys you can see nothing apart from like this black kind of blob-esque thing you kind of see legs and it's going from one side of a barrier on a freeway across the two people in the car admittedly go whoa what was that was that they spin around they put on their blue lights, go and find something. Of course, they can't find anything because it's gone into the forest. So they're all discussing, you know what? This can, just straight away, this cannot be someone in a suit um, because look at the stride. If you look at the stride, let's, re- let's, you know what? We're doing a reenactment. So they drive all the fuck away back to this freeway. They get one of the cops who I'm sure has a lot better things to do that appear on this show. And she's like, she, they're like, tell us everything. Tell us what happened. So she's like, well, I was in a car and, and something just came across the road. They're like, right, where was it? Down there, right. Okay, we're going to reenact this. So this one guy called Bobo, who's like six foot six or something, um, is I, this has got to be the ex-roadie. It's got to be because he fits. He then, what they do is they set it up. So they have one of these ding-dongs. It's not a stunt driver. 
driving a car at 55 miles an hour down this curvy freeway or curvy sorry i guess you call it a highway and someone on a radio to bobo going all right walk now i mean i don't know what the safety precautions were in any of this but they do it so they're like all right we're driving 50 we're at 55 we're at 55 bobo walk so then he does the walk across it as though it was the bigfoot and they compare the two footage now they compare this footage they get out the car and they just prop these two monitors on the back of the car and they put them side by side and go, if you see, look, 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 no, look. You see Bobo's legs, the way they moved, it's not the way this moves. You know what that means, guys? We got a squatch. <laughs> That's a, that is a very big part of their methods is reenacting it with one of them, which the part I laugh the hardest at is in the other episode. And the Renee, the only woman on the team, is doing a reenactment. It's always like, well, let's see how they how one of us would look doing it. And that will tell us if it could be Bigfoot somehow. That will tell us oh, that. God. And it's so funny. Oh God. So they do this, and Mary, the eyewitness, who just would rather be at home, is standing in this freezing freeway or highway. And yeah, yeah, that's where it was. That's where it was. They recreated, they're like, right, this is it, this is it. And I'm just at this point, this is like maybe a quarter of the way into the episode. And I'm just thinking, these four people, I'm thinking, if they have, if they have partners, hi, daddy, I have a recite, I have my big dance recital on Saturday. Are you able to come? No. I'm getting in a car with three other morons and I'm driving into a forest to spend God knows how long searching for Bigfoot. Daddy's not coming home. I don't understand how these people that have regular jobs and regular lives are spending every goddamn weekend in an SUV reenacting supposing Bigfoot. I I want footage on the families. Kids, I, I'm out again, slams the door and the woman's just like got a bottle of vodka being like, this is my life. This is what I married. Well, at least they're getting paid to do the show now. I'm sure that was a big moment in their families when they were like, they must have been really proud of themselves that Christmas when they walked in. They're like, well, guess what? I have a show now called Finding Bigfoot and I'm going to make money searching for Bigfoot. They're like, oh, thank God. You know, they're all paid two bucks. But how popular this show must be. It's been on over 10 years, guys. Yeah. And. So we see them now they're convinced and they are really in the middle of nowhere. I think it was Tennessee. And they say, all right, so now we have evidence. No, you don't, by the way. That's not evidence anyway. So now we definitely 100% have evidence that Bigfoot has been seen in this area. What we need to do now is talk to the locals. Now this is when the episode, you thought it couldn't get better. So they decide to go and stand in the middle of a goddamn parking lot in this tiny town. And all these people come out that have apparently seen Bigfoot. And they stand up and give their accounts of seeing Bigfoot. Oh, my God. I need to go to where I have a quote from what they said. At one point, I wrote in my notes, is this an episode of Portlandia? Like, I didn't, I honestly didn't know. Because this they're going up these witnesses, right? And they, so they all stand in front of the witnesses, and there's all these interesting people from the local village. 
Guys, we're here. We're here from uh, BFRO. And uh, we want to hear your experiences with Sasquatch in this area. And there's this one woman. It's literally filmed like this. She stands up, heavily tattooed with interesting two-buck tattoos. She stands up and she looks at me and she goes, I saw him. He had hair on its it, it had hair on its face. She's like, it it had it had hair on its face. And it smelled like raw sewage. And then she sat down with him. <laughs> that was just your boyfriend, ma'am. <laughs> yeah. And Matt Moneymaker's like, see, more evidence. More undisputable evidence of bigfoots in this area so then what they decide to do ignore all their phone calls from their desperate family asking them to come home for their kids first birthday party they go right we're going into the forest so then they get they've got you know these stuff we can see at night they've got um so many things with them packs around their waist they've got right this is it this is where we start so I wasn't expecting this. They all split up, right? They go into couples and they split up. And they're like, all right, uh, they're on the walkies. Okay, do you hear that, guys? And then one of these men, Bobo, no, it's not Bobo. There's, there's One of them is described as an, quote, expert field caller. I think it might be Cliff. Expert field caller. They're all given these titles. He very confidently says to, says to the camera, you know, uh, what I brought to this and what I brought to uh, BR, BFRO is the is the discovery that Sasquatch the discovery that Sasquatches will actually uh, knock on wood when they hear a call that resembles uh, another Sasquatch. I was the first one to discover this. So now when I go out into the field, and I make these calls. We're hearing for the knocks on the wood. I don't know what to do at this point. So then they're in the forest. Three o'clock in the morning or whatever it is. Pitch black. Raining. Freezing. On the radio. All right, Matt. Uh, I think we're ready for you to do the calls. <laughs> and then he starts the call. At that point, I was honestly like curled up on my sofa crying laughing like i the calls he does it and i put a clip of it on our instagram please go and check it out so he does these calls and then they just wait and then they hear her they're like that's a squatch everyone that's a squatch just get on down <laughs> and then they all go but strangely kate they never they 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 did not find the sasquatch in this episode that's so wild because they had the proof oh my God. of the video of the bird. I'm sorry, the squatch crossing the road. I just, I have never, I really did honestly at some point thought when I compared it to Portlandia, I thought, is this a parody? This is not serious, right? It is deadly serious. There's one point that was so crazy. They're interviewing one guy from this town town hall meeting that said he'd see it was like that was like something out of a town hall meeting for parks and rec like one of these guys comes out and he's like 
you know, I've seen him, I was doing fly, I was fly fishing and then I saw him. So they go down to this riverbed where this guy said he was fly fishing and saw him. So Matt Moneymaker, because he's the expert, right? So he's always, always digging into it. So he says, well, what exactly did you see? Explain, explain the beast. So he explains it all. And dead seriously, this guy goes to the camera. Yeah, I'm really buying it because this guy says that the squatch that he apparently saw had like a brown tint on its nose. And we know, we know that Sasquatches are much darker on the nose and on the ridges, they have this layer of skin. So you know what? Not really buying it. Who knows this, Matt Moneymaker? Who knows this? You mean from the copious amounts of interviews, video footage and photographs we have with Bigfoot and Sasquatches? Oh no, that's right, because we don't have any. it was one of the most beautiful things i've seen on television in a long time i just love how certain they are and i had so many questions after watching this i did a lot of googling and interestingly u.s the belief of sasquatch in the u.s has risen since 2020 um (laughs) actually in May 2020, 11% of U.S. citizens believed in Bigfoot, and now yes. it w- it went up to 13% of U.S. adults Is that- agree with the statement, Bigfoot slash Sasquatch is a real living creature. But is that because, obviously, the vaccines caused it, right? Probably. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Guys, listen... I, Kate, please take us into episode two because I started to watch episode two and the ex- these guys have constant hard-ons when they see like a footprint, they see, there was one where he just screamed, are those toes? Are those toes? In this imprint of obviously a bear's footprint. I, I, I just, I can't. Please take they have this. a career in make-believe. It's so amazing. So... The episode I watched was season two, episode two. It was called Swamp Ape. Mm. Um, so this episode, they're in Florida. Mm. And what we learned. Where else? Where yeah, else? Would they- it makes perfect sense. And what we learned is that Southern Bigfoots are different than the Northern ones. They are more reddish in color and they're smaller. And Got locals it. in Florida, they call them skunk apes mm-hmm. due to their pungent smell Got it. and uh the smell is because they hang out in caves and oh. absorb the scents there their fur uh, uh, okay so that's what they're claiming where's where's the evidence that these exist and hang out in caves gonna be more unclear Got it. and so we meet this couple bill and caroline uh bridges uh-huh. And they are saying that they have had periodic Bigfoot activity on their property for years. Mm. And we're introduced to a couple different things that have happened on their property. It's like in the woods, you know, backwoods, Florida. And there's a bird feeder incident. Yes. Okay. Yes. They came out one morning and they have this bird feeder that it's it's a glass bird feeder that was hanging on this metal stand Mm. in their yard. And they think that Bigfoot took it because they came over and it was bent over. 
and we have uh the big guy Cliff, bye bye. right? Oh no, Bobo. Bobo. He's like, let me see this. And they're always reenacting what they think Bigfoot would have done in this in this scenario. So he uh he's like, let me see this, how this would have happened. Uh he kind of digs it uh straight into the ground and then he kind of grabs he's like, Okay, so you would have had to use your feet to hold the bottom down and then the hands to bend it over. Yeah. And so they all agree. They're like, well, it had to be Bigfoot. This wasn't a bear because a bear, they're just like thumbs, thumbs. They're like a bear wouldn't have been able to grab it and bend it over. So it was Bigfoot. And then they're like, uh, also, you know, all the bird seed was gone. And, you know, uh, Bigfoot, Bigfoot yeah. will eat dog food. Yeah. He'll eat bird seed. He'll eat any oh. food you have out. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it's true. And then they go, <laughs> they go down the hill and they're like, the lady is like, yeah. And then we found the the birdseed holder was broken by this by this log over here. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry, and some well less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And they're like, oh, okay. And so Bobo's like, let me see that. He grabs it and he's like, everyone cover your eyes. But he like breaks this glass bird feeder. <laughs> and then yeah. the lady's like, yeah. And then the string on it was looped around the log a couple times. And they're like, yeah, there's no way that just fell or no way. No, that had to be Bigfoot. Yeah, there's no way. And what cracked me up was like Renee is the woman in the in the foursome. Yes. And she is like supposedly the skeptic. She's the one who is supposed to kind of be questioning it the most but she doesn't really do that a lot she's really just like well i would have thought that maybe it was an animal or maybe it just fell down the hill but Mm. the fact that uh the the string on it was looped around it you know that really had to have been bigfoot and you're like renee come on and and then there's like a dent on the fence yes and they just leap to the assumption that bigfoot They were like, this is definitely where you see what happened. This was Matt Moneymaker because Matt Moneymaker knows what's going on inside the heads. You see, mm-hmm. it was Kate. So it was a post and it was a very flimsy, like um, aluminium, so like that one, not aluminum, mm-hmm. aluminium, um, kind of a topper to a fence post. And it was like a little pyramid shape. They're very flimsy and it was dented. And he said, oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you see, what's happened here is that Big Bigfoot was trying to get over this fence. So he put his he put the base of his hand, the heel of his hand, 
into this that caused the indentation to get himself over the fence. And, and they're all just like, oh, yeah, obviously. Yeah. 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 It's in the handprint, Kate. Remember the handprint? Uh, yeah. So then this woman, Carol, Carolyn, she brings us up to the, the patio and she tells this haunting story about how mm. one night they heard this big growling noise from their patio. Yes. And it was terrifying. She says, and I'm still scared to this day. And then the next morning she woke up and there was a big greasy handprint mm. on the inside of her, of her door. Yeah. The glass door to the patio. And she says, I, th-, and she does a recreation. <laughs> she does a reenactment. She goes, oh. I think that he came up from the outside and he used one hand to open the latch. And then he smeared his hand on the inside of the door and then the door hit him and he growled. And that's what we heard. So this woman is claiming that Bigfoot was nearly inside her house. And they're all just like, oh, yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. And they tried to recreate it, like smearing their hand down. Now, a question that I'm sure a lot of these listeners are having when they're hearing about this particular story is you've had a skunk ape. Sasquatch, Bigfoot, visiting you for quote many years. Kate, how 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 much footage, video footage, do they have of the creature? Oh, not even a ring camera footage. Got it. Got it. Just wanted <laughs> to check. Just wanted to check in there, just to see how much they actually had. So there's been years of activity. But not one of these dum dums has decided to put a camera on their porch. But they did decide to make a cast of a 17 inch footprint that they found in the woods. That's true. They, that is true. They have a mold made of that. I was like, why are these people doing that and not installing cameras on every side of their home? And we'll never know. She was saying it was mult- multiple nights, like night after night. So, also, lock your door. Put up a camera. What is going... So what was... The... I didn't watch the end of it, Kate. What was the conclusion that Matt Moneymaker and his team came to with this one? I mean, obviously, it was definitely a Bigfoot, but... Oh, this episode went all over Florida. They they visit them. They have this useless night out in the woods at the at Kate, these people's property. Watch your words. Did they hear any knocking on trees? Um, and then they go to this different location they meet with a native american chief and discuss oh what should this family do mm -hmm. and then those people have seen uh this bigfoot and so they go into the everglades and um they they meet um billy Billy Walker, and he's this guy who only walks barefoot all around Florida and in the Everglades. Dream. Dream. He was a great side character. Um, and so then we have Bobo. Oh. They're like, oh, Bobo, why don't you go uh, walk over there as if you were Bigfoot? And then and then Billy can tell us, you know, how far away he was and we can gauge how tall oh. he is and all this shit. And then... Um, they this was my favorite part they meet up with the chief herbert that they had met earlier native american yeah. and 
this is when Renee does her amazing reenactment. So they're uh, again just in this thicket or whatever swampy area, and he's like, "Well, I saw Bigfoot running um, all across that area over there." Oh, and they're like, "Renee, why don't you go over there and run?" Oh, come on! So Renee is this kind of like wiry, nerdy scientist type woman, and she you just see her like running sort of hunched over across the screen and they're like oh yep that's exactly where he was you're like well what's that so funny oh what was the conclusion kate um that like this breed of uh bigfoot this this um swamp ape definitely exists sure 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 and they have all of these witnesses so it definitely exists um they have a very exciting scene at the end because this was season two so i'm guessing this was when drones were like first becoming really popular oh hang on you saw no this was episode two of season one Mm, i think it's season two because i only watched season one and i saw this swamp ape one really Oh, perhaps. I thought I'd watch season one, episode one. Maybe not. Go on. Uh, So they have this very exciting scene where they have this guy with a fancy drone throw it up into the air. And they were like, oh, this technology is so useful for what we do. And they're all super excited about the drone. And it just kind of gets footage of the area and somehow helps them determine where they should go and do another one of these amazing night shoots. And we have the call, you know, yeah, like, I don't know, whatever noise and no footage. Did you look up any foot? There is footage of the there's supposed footage. Hang hang Um, on. Whoa, 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 whoa. You mean in that episode after all of that, they didn't find Bigfoot? Sadly, no. Sadly, no. Weird. Okay. I did do research afterwards. I did go on to the d uh, sorry bfro website and did i try to sign up for one absolutely it says in there guys go to the bfro website and you they will say they have constant bigfoot hunts at night right and actually i need to put up because there were lines in it that made me i was howling here and i had to stop watching it because i had to where was i going yesterday i was doing something and i had to stop watching it i was really annoyed because it was so good okay website in itself is an absolute beauty um so there's 2023 bigfoot expeditions open to non-members so i click on california because i'm like i am going they don't have any coming up but there are um if you click on it the foot I'm not going to get over the photos and the illustrations, guys. It's something else. So if you sign up, it says here, you have to, you know, you'll be going at night. So it says a long weekend with the BFRO will allow you to learn what would take years to learn on your own. The BFRO has identified many potential potential habitat zones after collecting thousands of sighting reports for more than 15 years. The expeditions are scientific in nature, but you will only understand where these efforts fall in the scientific process once you've experienced it for yourself. Oh, my God. They have an app, too. Did you know that? 
No, but I'm downloading it immediately. DFRO has their own app where you can report sightings. Stop. And you can see on the map they have pins where there have been sightings. And then, oh, frequently asked questions. The first question, wasn't this all shown to be fake? The short answer, no. What about the rumors? What about the rumor that one of the people who helped obtain the footage confessed to wearing a costume? This is about the, the most famous footage ever of a supposed Sasquatch Bigfoot. We all know it. It's the the ape-like creature walking in the woods, arms swinging. We've all seen it. We grew up watching it. We saw, well, def- I grew up watching it, definitely. And so it's called the Patterson-Gimlin film. And I thought they did come forward and say, obviously, it was a hoax. And you can see a zip in the back and all this stuff of the cost. <laughs> I just sent you a video, by the way. Oh my god you did it's, but appara- it's from smithsonian.com so oh it's from smithsonian this is much better than our usual um tmz or our okay here we go dave shealy's 2000 skunk ape footage oh i've seen this okay this is an upright creature i'm watching right now guys this is filmed in on july the 8th 2000 and it's a it looks like a black upright animal it's hiding though in between you see it walk oh there it is there it is it's walking again guys upright walking arms swinging i can you imagine they must have all pissed their pants matt moneymaker must have just pissed and (laughs) orgasmed at the same time when he when he saw this then it goes. We, into might, the we might have to share this to Instagram. Well. This is the this is the most convincing footage I was able to find on the internet. And and still, this show has been going on for a decade and still not got anything. But apparently, on the BFRO, the Patterson Gimlin film has not been proven to be a hoax. Which I thought one of them came forward and said we completely set all this up, but apparently not, according to BFRO. Um, there's a BFRO store. I tell you, for for to have a show, Kate, if we when we are given a show, um, obviously we'd prefer it to be on Bravo, right? Um, but if we're given it and it ends up being on the Discovery Channel, okay, we will still be it will be an amazing time in our life. Then if you have a show on Discovery that lasts for 12 seasons, you must be like Okay, I'm doing something right. I went to Matt Moneymaker's Instagram account. He has like 3,000 people following him. It's so strange. Yeah, I was looking at his Instagram as well. And he just, it's just like any old dad's Instagram. Yeah. But he hosts a show that's been going for over a decade on, that obviously has fantastic ratings. It must have some ratings. I mean, we we do know that Discovery and TLC don't really cancel shows. <laughs> they don't care. We they only cancel it when one of the people is in prison. That's the only way for some hideous crime. But um, guys, I recommend highly that you go onto this BFRO and it's .net by the way, BFRO .net because it's you can join in on some of these these expeditions can you imagine you and i on one of these expeditions oh my god we um, might have to do that there's I sound will... recordings that they have on here did you listen are... to them? yeah let's... i didn't i didn't listen to them um 
Matt like, Moneymaker wrote this on the 30th. Oh, this is recent. I This whole thing is written by Matt Moneymaker. I, and the title is Identifying Sounds of Juvenile Sasquatches. Quote, you will wonder how I can be so confident that these sounds are from juvenile Sasquatches. It is not just a guess. I have heard these sounds myself in places where groups of us saw tracks and slash or heard other sounds indicating juvenile Sasquatches in the area. Not one photo, not one piece of evidence. None. The website is so funny. It's like, uh, it looks like it was made in 1999. Like It's, it's so- amazing. Guys, get your eyeballs on BFRO.net. And more importantly, get your eye- eyeballs on this show. I can tell you that it was an absolute joy from beginning to end watching this show. You can't wrap your head around what they're saying and they're their pure enthusiasm for giving up everything else in their life to chase Bigfoot is at one point they were hugging and nearly crying because they had this, this um, cast of a foot, which you couldn't even make out. It was a foot. They were crying. They're like, we did it guys. We did it. Well, I mean, 12 seasons later, so you didn't do it, but it really, I if if you have not watched it, guys, it honestly is a show that if you're feeling blue, put this on and you will feel amazing because it, you just laugh. You cannot believe what you're watching. It's so ridiculous. It's, and listen, this is coming from someone that genuinely believes vampires exist. So, I mean, I'm not going to go into that. I have an episode where we've spoken about that. I do believe they exist. Uh, there you go. That's That's my discovery show. If these guys can get a show about Bigfoot. I can get a show about V's because I have a hell of a lot more evidence about V's existing than Bigfoot. That's our angle. That's how we're going to get on Discovery Plus. Cool as Discovery. Um, But Kate, I mean, it goes without saying that I would give this out of our rating £600 of learning. I have to agree. It was a delight. It's a great show. (laughs) It is a great show. It is the second one started playing and it is pure entertainment. I mean, it is, it really is a great, maybe that's why the ratings are so high because it's full of people like us. I don't know, but it is just pure entertainment of You're... you're watching these people and they're all spending so much of their life hunting this creature. I don't know. I think it's something that is passed down in families or something. Because I was reading about uh, Renee. I was so intrigued by her. She's supposed yeah. to be the skeptic. I'm like, how did she get pulled into all of this? Mm-hmm. And um, turns out she she's the only one who's not a member of the BFRO, I guess. And it says uh-huh. her biography says she does not believe in Bigfoot, but she's fascinated by the phenomenon. And is excited to have found a way to combine her scientific knowledge, fieldwork skills, and love of the wilderness to investigate alleged sightings. And she just like has all this other stuff she does. And then I think she just goes on this show and is just like goofing around. It's awesome. I'd lo- I would love to be goofing around and getting paid by yeah. Discovery to do this. I mean, it is a dream job. I'll tell you that. It is a dream job. And the hours that they are spending 
living in shitty motels in these little towns and then standing in the rain in the middle of the night in a forest calling out to Bigfoot it is so much of their life it, it it's everything it's every guys get your eyeballs on the show you could just have it playing and you walk in and see something and it's just amazing I'm gonna watch more of it Kate I really am yeah it's a mood lifter I'm glad we found this show um, we needed it Kate this was exactly what we needed after all the doom and gloom of the murder shows it was like okay please just something happy and these people have so much joy <laughs> their lives joy they love it i mean god god bless them if we could find something in all if everyone could find something in their life that they are that makes them this happy then god bless them um all right so that means guys we're going to say farewell to finding bigfoot but get your eyeballs on it kate i presume you'd give it 600 as well we said that right just to confirm yes agreed 600 out of 600 so that means then we're going to go over to the Wheel of Shame, which, by the way, I need to address this week because we are getting dangerously low on shows on the Wheel of Shame. Dangerously low. I, I think that there are many to be added, though. I like, do. Every time I open the app, there's new stuff. So we could probably add some more. I mean, they just green light every goddamn idea anybody has. Why, I, why we are not pitching to Discovery, I don't know. I, at this point, we're experts in what they would want. Yes. Seriously. Maybe this V show is a go. I'm going to think about this. All right. Um, I'm sure they just have a toll-free number as well. And it's like, just leave your show ideas after the beep. Um, hi, hi. Yeah, this is uh, Pauline and Kate. Um, yeah, so we think that uh, that vampires exist. And we kind of like want to just go around the country hunting them. Like you guys can just film us doing it. All right, guys, you're greenlit. Let's get you off somewhere. Like, it's what I want to do. Jeff the PA is on a plane right now. Oh, dream. Okay, so we're, uh, let's head over to our Wheel of Shame, guys. You know what to do. Let's head on over. We're at the Wheel of Shame. So we have very few here. I mean, I don't know, Kate, what we're going to get, but... I've taken out a lot of doom and gloom stuff because there was just a lot of very dark murder stuff. There's still some in here, but let's spin and just go for it. Three, two, one, spin. Come on, give us a good one. Come on. Something as lighthearted or as ridiculous as this last show would be great. All right, we... No, don't do this one. Okay. Oh, this, I we're not going to do this. I'm going to call this out right now because, okay, in all seriousness, this is a show, it's a documentary that I watched probably 10, 11, 12 years ago. And it is a very, very, very dark crime about three young boys that were convicted. in their, They were like 15 and 16, very small town in West Memphis, of killing children Ooh, it's it's a fascinating hbo documentary there's two parts it is brilliant i don't know how it ended up on here it is something that we would do for our um patreon because it is a phenomenal documentary they were it it delves into small town paranoia of satanism occultism um occult nature these three young boys there were three boys that were murdered 
and a lot of suspicion fell on a stepfather. Um, these boys were imprisoned for years. They were finally granted um, granted um, uh, to get a new case, an appeal, and then they have been released. But what happened to them and their entire story is extremely complex. It's very, very dark. It's about small towns that are terrified of anything different and the loss of these young boys' lives. It's really, it's a documentary I'd highly recommend people watching. It's brilliantly done. It's on HBO. It's called The West Memphis Three. Um, Watched it years ago and was hooked, 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 hooked about this case. Um, It's tragic. It's it's unbelievable. But I just, Kate, you, I don't think, want to watch this. This is not something I don't think you'd want to watch. Yeah. Okay. I'm just going to call it. I'm just going to call it. So I'm going to remove that one. So unfortunately, guys, fortunately enough, we're going to spin again. Three, two, one, spin. This is why we need, I need to do an overhaul of Wheel of Shame. I'll, I'll put it on the list for this week, guys. Don't worry. Next week, we'll get some freshies. All right. All right. This is better. This is better. Another docu. Okay. It's called Hillsong, a mega church exposed. I think this will be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This will be good because this is like cult. This is this like celebrity, you know, church something or other. I think this will be good. Yeah. Okay. I, there's four episodes of it. And this is the guy, Carl Lenz. He's that like hip pastor that became friends with justin bieber yes exactly okay yeah yeah so that is much better guys and much more um kind of on our radar of things that we want to cover but again i will say if you do not know about west memphis three please go and research their case it's a massive miscarriage miscarriage of justice and a a fascinating insight into what bigotry and these small towns things that happen it's, cra- it's crazy but go and watch it um but yes i this this will be really interesting because i haven't kept up too much on hillsong and this church i know it all imploded but i don't know to the level and how it did with this leader but i know he was having an affairs and suing people and he was getting sued and i don't know but that will be good so next week guys our show is going to be Hillsong, a mega church exposed. Kate, what else do we have for everybody coming up this week? Yes. So this episode is coming out on Wednesday. Um, check out our 90 day fiance season 10 episode one recap from yesterday, if you haven't already. And then on Friday, we will have our Bravo episode coming out. Uh, we'll be talking about Salt Lake City and OC, I guess, Reunion Part 2. Um, and then we also have coming out this week our bonus episode, one of our bonus episodes for this month. And that is available um, either on Patreon you can join or if you just click on the episode in your feed, it'll have a lock on it if you're not already a member. And uh, you just click on it, put your info in, and you will have access to that episode and our back catalog, $5 a month. And for that, uh, we are covering a documentary uh, you can find on Amazon Prime called All of Them Witches, Untold Story of the Witch and Her Persecution and Perseverance Throughout History. So that will be really interesting. Um, So check that out on Friday. Yeah, absolutely. 
Okay, I think we're done. You know, go and follow us at Send Love and Care Podcast on Instagram. You can DM us. We always respond, leave us comments, check out what's going on. And, um, you know, if any of you have had any interaction with Bigfoot or Sasquatch, please DM us or email us at tenderloveandcarepod at gmail.com. If you have not, go and watch Fighting Bigfoot and watch people that apparently, maybe, possibly, kind of have because or, it's brilliant. Or let us know if you know someone who is obsessed with Bigfoot and really believes in it and maybe even like searches. Like if you know anyone who's into all that, please talk about it to us because it's fascinating. It's amazing. It's honestly, it was brilliant. Guys, have a fantastic rest of your week. We will see you on Friday and join our Patreon so you can get two episodes on Friday. Otherwise, it will just be Bravo on Friday. We love you all. Thank you so much. Bye bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.